0: I'm having second thoughts about this. I don't. I don't know nobody in L.A. Uh, look, B, I don't want my kids growing up in the South. Now L.A. is where you, you know a Negro can spread his wings and fly. Right, my whole family is in Texas. And that's why we move in L.A.
1: Welcome to the Rank with John and Zach. I'm John. I'm Zach. We've been friends since Cub Scouts, and now 30 years later, we decided to start a podcast where we'll be ranking anything and everything. You know, the natural progression of events for millennials.
0: You're probably wondering what credentials we have to rank anything. Well, we don't have any. And if you disagree, <laughs> join the discussion at Twitter at, at The Rank Podcast, on our website at com. Or email us at the rank with John and Zach at protonmail.com.
1: You can also support us on Patreon at the rank podcast. And remember, please rate, review, and subscribe so we can keep this thing going. Anyway, enjoy the show. Well, none of that's probably going to stay in either. So there's been about. some interesting banter. Yeah, we need,
0: we need more banter. What's, what's happening? <laughs> um,
1: I, think, I guess I would. I didn't really plan anything today. <laughs> um, Actually, I don't ever plan anything.
0: Every so often, I've, I'm like, "Oh, I should talk about this for a bit," and then I forget completely what it was. So, or <laughs> I have to, to like, like you. Yeah, well, you know, I oh yeah. <laughs> Are you speaking about that from experience? Um, <laughs> sometimes I'll like have the pretend conversation in my head. and be like, "Oh, I'll say this," and then I like, "Oh, that's done." Since. <laughs> I talked about it to myself in my head, so there's no reason to talk about it in real life. <laughs> I've already, I already have anticipated all of John's responses, yep. and therefore this conversation is over. Mm-hmm. So I just file that away and 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 over and done with. You know what's
1: funny is I I, I actually get what you're saying because you're not saying that like you don't want to have the conversation with mm-hmm. me anymore. You just sort of your brain sort of just thinks that's done.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like,
1: and, Cause I do that a lot too, because I'll be like, oh, this would be funny to tell Zach and I bet Zach will say this and then I'll say this. And then <laughs> and then uh and then I'll just forget about it. Cause it's like I've already had the conversation.
0: Well, oh, that's that's over and done with.
1: <laughs> so I get what you're saying. That happens to me a lot too. Um, Um, my my I'm the type of person that's probably you're probably gonna align with me on this where it's like Oh, it's due October fourteenth. I got yeah. plenty of time. October thirteenth oh,
0: at eleven fifty nine p.m. Fuck. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So I uh, I envy the kind of, the kind of person that can be like, hmm, let me just do it. Okay, it's done. It's like, well, okay. That's the effort. Out of the way. Putting in there is just beyond me. I got nothing.
1: <laughs> but speaking of putting into putting an in effort into your uh, putting, fucking, Okay, good segue. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like
0: to put my effort into into Margie, I can't remember her name.
1: Yeah, Margie, Regina, Regina, Regina
0: there. Regina was that her? King, is that her last name? Uh, Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, Regina um, King. We'll get into it, but uh, I had trouble keeping some of those women up straight, which I guess is maybe my problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think they were pretty straight, if you know what I'm saying. Well, <laughs> oh. well you know what the thing is, I, I was just looking was at them, man. I wasn't touching their wrists, so... So I yeah. could keep him, keep who is who
1: exactly. Exactly. Well, he just hears them, you know, that's true. magical superhuman hearing.
0: He's just like, Oh, there's Margie and there's uh, there's Sweet Bee or whatever her name is, and there's a hummingbird. Yeah, I hear there's... Alpha Centauri. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, we'll talk about all that too. But yeah, <laughs> this is another one where it's seeming we, we are somewhat going to align on some of this. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I watching it though, I knew we were going to. Yeah. Did you kind of of know too? Yeah, Yeah, especially
0: after whatever that last one we did was where oh million dollar baby. Same thing happened then, where it's just like "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) kind of wonder about this part, but I guess we'll see. So what was your segue though? I I hate to cut off
1: well. I just speaking of putting on you know, putting in a bunch of effort, like oh yeah, there you go. Ray Charles's career. Mm
0: -hmm. So why don't you give us an agenda? So uh the agenda here. It is where we go over all of the aspects of the episode that are gonna occur before you we begin our episodes with the uh with opening banter i love that you
1: always explain what an agenda is every time (laughs) it's never just let's go into the agenda here's the definition of an agenda and then we'll go into (laughs) an agenda
0: (laughs) is a list of things you know but uh Yeah, first we're going to have some opening banter, which you heard. Great stuff, right? And uh, followed by um, a uh, movie uh, summary where we're going to tell you what the movie's about. If you're like, no, this sounds stupid. I guess you don't have to listen. Although maybe do because sometimes the bad ones are the best ones. You know what I mean? Um, Followed by uh, some potent notables that are going to be potent, hopefully. Um, Then the uh, movie overview where we're going to go basically from top to bottom. Explain the movie. Tell you what was going on. And then we're going to rank it, or we're going to take uh, 10 categories and rank every, every, you know, the movie on uh, all of them. One to 10. What was good? What was bad?
1: Nicely done. That's probably the best agenda you've given.
0: <laughs> Which is saying a lot. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you just heard that agenda, you know how the other ones went. <laughs> <laughs> and just, then you can we do the thing, and it's great. Well,
1: so as Zach said, we are ranking Ray. Today, 2000- I don't think I ever <laughs> said that. But. Oh, really? No,
0: <laughs> but that's okay. Now they know we're ranking Ray. We're raying rank.
1: Well, as you may know, we're ranking Ray today. The 2004 film starring Jamie Foxx. Oh, that's all I wrote. Um,
0: <laughs> presumably, Sorry. some other people.
1: <laughs> I, for some reason, I was expecting it to be like several people. nope just Jamie Foxx nope today we're ranking Ray the 2004 film starring Jamie Foxx James L. White wrote the screenplay from a story by him and Taylor Heckford who also directed it so how do you get a story credit for
0: let's make a movie about this guy you know I don't know um like like neat story I would. I think you'd think that the the person whose life it is would automatically get a story credit since you would they, think they so. wrote the story in the first place. But imagine being the guy who walks into the uh, the movie office and like, hey, let's make a movie about. Then you just draw a name out of a hat, and then <laughs> that's your entire contribution. <laughs> and then you get a and you get like, a credit in the movie story uh-huh. by it's Story by me. Hold on. <laughs> let's hold on. Let's make a movie about. Um, I Google image. I Google search random guy. It's, I'm not getting very much, but you know what? I got a picture of uh, the fat friend from uh, the Spider-Man movies. So let's make a movie about him. There we go. Sounds good, Ned. <laughs> Ned, sure that's the actor's name too. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. Well, story, this credit,
0: <laughs> story credit, please.
1: Well, you haven't watched Parks and Rec. Never mind. As you reminded me of a character in that, where she, she goes, she like we'll just say something nice Mm -hmm. you know but it's and then immediately be like okay
0: mommy please (laughs) that's me that's exactly me at all times
1: (laughs) um but yeah so ray was nominated for six oscars winning two it was nominated and didn't win for best film editing best costume design best director for taylor hackford and of course best picture
0: the categories
1: it won in were best sound mixing and best actor for Jamie Fox.
0: I'll admit I have no idea what sound sound mixing is, or sound editing, or sound effects. I don't know any of those. Well, it, you know what's funny is
1: like every year when I watch the Oscars, they like explain the difference between sound yeah. mixing and sound whatever the other sound category is. <laughs> yeah. And every I'm like, oh, that's interesting, and then immediately it's gone.
0: Yep, that, that just is not that is not information that's it will not in stay in our minds, no. Um, but you know, I did like the sound in this, it sounded good, so yeah, me too, actually. I'm glad that's um, not a category of ours, though, because we have a hard enough time with cinematography and so forth. we what don't do you mean have we have much. score and
1: soundtrack? I mean, that's kind of
0: that's true, actually.
1: Um Now, this film chronicles the life and career of the legendary musician Ray Charles. It explores Charles's early struggles with blindness, his rise to fame in the music industry, and his battles with personal demons, including drug addiction. Ray highlights his groundbreaking contributions to the world of music, particularly in the genres of soul, R&B, and jazz, and his enduring legacy. So we've got the highest ranked of the 2015 movies, Brooklyn. Uh Uh-huh. We've done three 2004 movies so far with none eclipsing Brooklyn, um, but surprisingly, Finding Neverland is the is the top dog of 2004, which is not what I was expecting going into this. Mm-hmm. And when I w- was writing this out, I said we'll race a plant Finding Neverland, and I think if anybody's listened to this already, the uh, you know <laughs> they know that probably not. Yeah. Um, but Million Dollar Baby and The Aviator winded up being disappointments in the mm-hmm. ranking for us. Um, though I would be curious to hear from our listeners if they agree with our assessments.
0: Yeah, it might be interesting because I went back and reread some reviews of million dollar baby. It was ball guarded at the time. I don't know if maybe just,
1: I know Mike, what is it just did not age well.
0: Yeah. I I wonder if it's not aging or just, I don't know. So maybe just us. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we're just freaks. Yeah. Well, babies. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well let's get to the potent notables
0: mm. I, heard, hey, so. I have a potent notable oh. sorry but uh, I heard that no, Ray was for a real, I heard he's a real person what I know there's no way this was a real person <laughs> <laughs> people can't be blind and feel wait so
1: you're telling me that there's a real person who was blind black played piano and got rich all before all during segregation
0: all during segregation incredible huh and actually it's pretty incredible it is incredible (laughs) i was gonna make fun like andy had 30 girlfriends but you know let's just leave it at that yeah
1: yeah so as always (laughs) you know uh for our pro notables i i usually start off with the box office results this time we started off with that ray charles is real so that's fun um but uh ray made 75.3 million dollars domestically and 48.6 million dollars internationally for a worldwide total of 124 million dollars all against a budget of 40
0: million dollars not bad
1: yeah i mean you know that's pretty good um what's uh So going into going into this, we we got there's going to be some interesting stuff here regarding the budget. But I I liked this. They made a copy of
0: the screenplay in braille for Ray Charles. (laughs) That's funny. I guess it (laughs) makes sense. But yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, So he passed away not long after they finished this. Yeah. So he died
1: died after the filming ended, but before the movie's release. That's quite the timing. He's like, well, that's enough of that. He 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 was able. He saw the movie. He got well. He got to see the first edit oh okay and that was it so he saw he was the like the well rough cut. i'll die now yeah I, yeah i guess he approved i mean you know so i have to say like it it's not like it really made him look
0: that good no it didn't actually <laughs> i'm not saying i like him like less or something because it's just you know right it, i mean it, it, was, is what it is but it wasn't it didn't make me like him a heck of a lot more
1: right was, and i'm just thinking like cool. wow he watched that and mm-hmm. was like yeah, that sounds about right
0: now hold on he watched it though <laughs> just realizing <laughs> that's true, I didn't even think about that. Now, did he just have somebody? Now, just I will say, it when I saw it,
1: when I read about it, it said that he sat through the first edit,
0: okay? So, so he listened to it by touch or watched <laughs> it by touch, watched it by touch. They made the movie in braille, yeah. Well, they were this <laughs> maybe along the screenplay and it was like, J- Jamie, Jamie Foxx picks up the piano and he goes, Oh, yeah, that was how that really happened, <laughs> yeah. Jamie Foxx did it for me um what's interesting
1: too is that jamie foxx actually wore eye prosthetics that really did make him blind for up to 14 hours a day during shooting okay so that would be that's a lot man yeah yeah if that
0: were me i'd be like well maybe i don't maybe i won't do that then again i'm not an actor so yeah i just i find
1: it hard i like if i i would just be like i'll just close my eyes Mm -hmm. yeah
0: Yeah, it just won't look i promise yeah (laughs) i
1: won't peek or, like, you know, give me the the gla- sunglasses that are, like, blacked out, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not all Jamie Foxx did to really dive into the role. He oh, took wait. classes at the Braille Institute.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He played the piano in all scenes himself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he studied Ray Charles to mimic him, which, mm-hmm. I mean, that was pretty clear. Yeah. But he did stop visiting him after a few weeks because he felt that the seventy-three-year-old couldn't help him portray the nineteen to forty-nine-year-old version of him. Okay, which I thought was that's fair. Yeah, you can go watch footage or whatever. But I'm like picturing him being like, "Look, old man, you you, you can't hack it. <laughs> <laughs> You're just not you anymore." Just, just being like a real dick to him about it. Like I knew now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look at me. She eyes, give you. me money well you know actually it was pretty convincing so Ray Charles like I guess I guess he's me
1: so just so you know all of the the singing in it is actually Ray Charles it's not Jamie Foxx singing
0: I did I do believe I knew that because
1: yeah it does come across a little like this. yeah you can kind of tell yeah. yeah and it's interesting too because the you know the next big music biopic Johnny the Johnny Cash one mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Joaquin Phoenix and well I mean we'll get there but I'm pretty sure he actually sang everything
0: so mm. oh come on Jamie come on you got to keep keep up Joaquin Phoenix is singing you can't sing yeah
1: really Jamie, Jamie you guys Fox. they their last names both in in X
0: um, uh, wow <laughs> how about <bad laughs> <yet>? that <laughs> only Joaquin Phoenix was a Joaquin Phoenix That's with two X's. Exactly. Phoenix. <laughs> you know, I. Okay, that's, that's actually like weirdly blowing my mind now. Let's not. Let's move on before I get a little. It really shouldn't be blowing my mind. And yet yeah, it somehow it's.
1: Well, so Jamie Foxx has said that the role barely left him time for sleep.
0: Okay. He got up early
1: for filming and would film for long hours. And then he'd go, go home and stay up late practicing the piano. Mm-hmm. So he was basically <laughs> so engrossed in the role that he just like didn't sleep.
0: He's like his wife is like, Come to bed. He's like, No, I have to do heroin. I was I was just gonna make a heroin joke. (laughs) It seemed like the right time for it. It did seem like it.
1: Um but yeah, that's exactly what he did. So apparently that's not the only thing that Jamie mimicked of Ray's personality, also as he started partying so hard after his Oscar win that Oprah staged an intervention for him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean (laughs) <laughs> All right. I mean, I guess that's good. It's just I don't know. I hope to be. Fine. You didn't I see famous. it coming, right? No, I did not. Like
1: Oprah, really? So not only did she she staged the intervention, but she staged it at Quincy Jones's house. <laughs> and guess who she
0: brought with her? I don't know, Obama.
1: <laughs> no, that that would have been good. I, it, but I mean, this was before Obama became president, right? So it was. Like, uh, yeah
0: sydney poitier oh so he's, she's just bringing out the big guns as well yeah
1: star-studded cast for the intervention yep. here,
0: here are all the black celebrities who were disappointed in you
1: <laughs> but jamie fox has said that that oprah saved her saved his life so
0: well thank you Oprah. on that
1: yeah it was basically just like you're
0: fucking this up i'm imagining you know? jamie fox won't stop acting like ray charles because I'm sure it was just that he got into partying, or whatever. But like my imagination is, is that he would not get out of character, and they're like break character. The movie's over. He's like, I can't. And they. But he's saying like, like,
1: come on, why yeah, you need exactly. some jive?
0: You know. <laughs> exactly. I wasn't going to attempt it. I'm glad you did. <laughs> but, but I like, actually,
1: yeah. and of course, I'm acting like with the, like there's a camera on me, right? Yeah, I was like scratching can, my shoulders, and I can see
0: exactly what you were doing. <laughs> Strangely enough, I'm over here doing um, Eddie Murphy's Stevie Wonder impression. Same thing. (laughs) They did have similar movements to them. They did. I don't know if it's a blind thing or what, but I'll just leave it be.
1: (laughs) Well, Taylor Hackford, the director, Uh decided to end the movie at Ray's midlife because his later years had no conflict, only success.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You lived a very boring late life, Ray. Ray's like, I know yeah I, on purpose yeah um, i mean maybe it isn't good for a movie but uh mm-hmm. sounds like a good life yeah you know? i'm good with it that'll be my so, later years will be free of conflict i guess we'll yeah, see. that would be amazing
1: i i hope the same for me but taylor got the rights to ray charles's life story back in 1987 taylor hackford mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no studio was interested in backing the movie. Oh. So after it was shot independently, Universal Pictures stepped in to distribute it. But part of the reason Universal Pictures released it was because one of its executives used to, hitch- used to hitchhike to Ray Charles concerts.
0: Okay. So um, thankfully, I guess.
1: Yeah. But what's fascinating about this is it apparently it took just one man to get this film financed.
0: Mm-hmm. Philip NMA, and right, No, I'm sorry. It wasn't. It was over.
1: <laughs> It was Philip and shoots and shuts and sh- and shoots. I don't know, but he's a billionaire from Colorado.
0: It was Philip worth, and shoots He scores. <laughs>
1: That's right. He's worth fourteen point eight billion dollars right now, according okay. to Forbes.
0: <laughs> and he just decided he wanted this movie made, so it was like what?
1: Well, what's crazy to me is that there's a guy worth fourteen point eight billion dollars, and I just never even heard of him.
0: Yeah. I think we've talked about this before. That's exactly the billionaire I would be. Just you won't have yes. any idea who I am. I'm just so rich and doing anything I want.
1: That's exactly who I, I would be. I would but. want
0: nobody to know my mm-hmm. name. I'd just mm-hmm. be like, I, I'd just be like, I'm a billionaire, but nobody knows. Um, yeah, and, and meanwhile, just you want to, you want a movie made? And you're like, hey, you can you guys make this movie? I want to see it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he covered the entire forty million dollar budget himself. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I guess he can. Well, not that right. he was worth that much then, but.
1: I think he was he was a billionaire then too. Yeah, so he, not 14.8, but
0: you know, whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Having
1: a billion dollars being mm-hmm. worth a billion or more, 40 million is like, you know, mm-hmm. saying
0: here's a couple hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> I you here's a couple hundred dollars, Taylor Heckford and Jamie Fox, go make a movie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they're like, okay. But apparently the funding came with a stipulation. Mm-hmm. It had to be PG thirteen.
0: Oh, okay. You know, and Taylor.
1: Actually, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry.
0: I was actually kind of noticing a couple of points during some love scenes that really kind of was a little tame. Not that I was like, you know, whatever, it's just I noticed. I know. I was hoping for the untamed version. Um <laughs> Jimmy. Ray Charles,
1: untamed. <laughs> Ray Charles gone wild. Um, <laughs> which I mean it seems fitting for that yeah. point in his life. Um but yeah, Taylor Hackford said he almost left the movie over the stipulation. Oh,
0: he's like, I don't make PG-13 movies, only quadruple X. quadruple <laughs> X you don't want? Well, you won't find out unless you let <laughs> me do it.
1: Um, but <laughs> oh, uh, but well, I gotta let him do it. But know. Ray Charles actually was the one who convinced
0: him to stick with it. So. Okay. Oh, when Ray Charles asks you, I guess he can stay.
1: So... I don't know if anybody else is going to be interested in this, but I got interested in it because I'm like, okay, so this one guy financed the whole movie, right? Mm-hmm. So I looked into him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And made his fortune in oil, railroads, mm-hmm. telecom, real estate, and entertainment, and is the majority owner of the Los Angeles Kings and also owns the Crypto.com arena. Okay. Apparently, Anschutz entertainment group operates more than 350 arenas and concert venues, whether by owning them or through affiliations worldwide, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of arenas. Um, And just two more interesting facts about this guy, okay? Mm -hmm. He owns 320,000 acres in Wyoming and is planning on building one of the world's biggest wind farms.
0: Okay. (laughs) Kind of cool. There's more stuff. Uh, doing i don't know where i guess
1: (laughs) and then i just thought this was kind of funny because he was an early convert to uh capitalism Uh as a six-year-old he sold kool-aid at a nearby college on a nearby college campus using a wheeled stand that he built at six okay
0: so yeah we get it phil
1: we're all lazy in comparison
0: pretty much um i didn't even know what what kool-aid stands were when i was six no idea it was something that you had like the option to do you know no kidding whatever
1: all right so some inconsistencies in the
0: movie right Mm -hmm.
1: ray watches as his younger brother george drowns because he thinks he's joking at first by the time he realizes what's going on he's paralyzed and can't move but in his autobiography ray charles wrote that once he realized his brother was drowning he did try to save him but was unable to do so Mm -hmm. Um, One aspect of Ray's life that was completely neglected from the film was the fact that there were two women who greatly shaped his childhood and ultimately the man he grew up to be. Mm -hmm. In his biography, Brother Ray, he explained that he had a biological mother, Aretha, Mm -hmm. and an adoptive mother, Mary Jane, who he called Mother. Mm Mm-hmm. After six-year-old Ray went blind, his biological mother stressed the importance of him being independent while his adoptive mother allowed him to indulge. Okay. So just
0: um, a little bit interesting there. Does this movie ever tell us what happened with him going blind? Because it just like, was like, oh, he's blind now. No, some sort of
1: degenerative, you know, ocular disease, right? I mean, they don't he was, say. He was a
0: degenerate. <laughs> or at least his <laughs> oculars was. <laughs> well that's why they went blind yeah too much masturbation <laughs>
1: that's exactly what it was dr I, kellogg there mr yeah, kellogg i knew it that's what he would say um he he'd probably be like he probably wasn't circumcised <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of his mother the actress who portrayed her sharon warren didn't huh? have any previous tv or film work <laughs> and didn't have a manager or agent when she auditioned She just wandered into the wrong room. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy. She stumbled upon the role. (laughs) Yeah, she stumbled upon the role when she walked into an audition as she was doing a show at at Atlanta's Alliance Theater, and she ended up being the only actress they auditioned for the role. So I guess she got it. She kind of nailed it. Yeah. So Ray Charles, who was very concerned about how his mother would be portrayed, gave Warren his blessing. I uh-huh. saw a rough cut of the film before he passed. Again, saw here. Don't think he saw yeah. it. Um, unfortunately, Warren never got to meet Ray Charles and didn't know he approved of her performance until after he passed. According to Taylor Hackford, quote, first thing he asked to see was, I want to see my mom, which, again, can't see. Um, uh-huh. But this is a quote here. So I want to hear what you put in for my mom. So now we get the here.
0: Okay, there we go.
1: That was the most important thing to him, and he loved it, end quote. Okay. So Jamie Foxx, like, was, you know, he had to audition for the role, obviously, but he had to audition with Ray, Mm -hmm. Charles. Mm -hmm. Like, He's like, I'm going to be you, so this will (laughs) be fun and awkward. Yeah. Um, And apparently Ray was, like, really tough on him at first. Mm -hmm. But after being really tough on him, he got up and hugged himself and said,
0: this is it. This is the kid. Well, well, I guess that's good. Yeah. So, so boy, I, I'd be a really horrible actor though, because I would have been. He would have been tough on me. I'd have been like, okay, never mind. I'm done acting forever. Now I feel sad. Barry <laughs> Charles doesn't like me. So,
1: Taylor Hackford
0: was saying, uh, "Quote:
1: I watched Jamie grow from whatever his regular height was till to about ten feet right there at that moment." <laughs> So that's, that's the end of the quote. But th- according to Charles, he was won over by Jamie when he asked him to play the blues with him. Uh, and Jamie sat down at a piano next to Ray, and they played the blues together. And that was when he was like, this is it. This is the guy. Just kind of neat. Now, according to Regina King, her agents told her that she had the option to play any of the female characters in the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Taylor Hackford assumed because De- Della Robinson Ray... Della Robinson, Ray's wife, had the most screen time that Regina would audition for the role of Della. But little did he know, Regina had already connected with Margie for some reason. Uh She said, quote, Margie just jumped out the page to me, just like, play me. When my Mm -hmm. agents sent me the script, they said, there are four roles for women in there. We want you to read the script, and whichever one you respond to, that's the one you can meet on. And Margie said, me, 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 me. Me! And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. What do I have to do? Immediately I read the script in record time. I was just like, I, I'm like, so end quote there.
0: But I'm like, why Margie? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess she had her reasons, but not sure it's guess I she felt picked. like That's it okay. would show
1: her range better, maybe. I mean yeah. I don't know. So um, Carrie Washington became so attached to Della Robinson that it was hard for her to watch the scenes with Ray and Margie. She knew that as as a wife, it would be difficult for the real Mrs. Robinson to see her husband's relationship with his mistress be broadcast oh. on screen for millions of people to see,
0: yeah,
1: especially after she'd been so private throughout her husband's career. But surprisingly, Mrs. Robinson took it better than Carrie did in the sense. Uh Carrie said, quote, I think that was the first thing that surprised me the most because I knew the storyline and I saw Regina in New Orleans and I love Regina and I was excited that we were both doing the film, but particularly those moments where she talks about me when she talks about my character and she mentions your precious Della. Uh A year and a half later, that still hit me personally and that surprised me a lot and it's also a testament to what an incredible actor she is, end quote. (laughs) So I thought that was kind of cool, and I, so we've got one last little potent notable here. This was the only Best Picture nominee of the 2004 um, you know movies that were nominated that mm-hmm. did not get a writing nomination as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's it. That's the potent notables. Um, I thought it was, I thought I found some good ones for this one. Well, let's move on to the movie overview. the The biggest chunk of our episode. Can't wait.
0: <laughs> it sounds like you can
1: <laughs>
0: you're like no i can wait and we just wait
1: well you know what's funny for me is like i've turned it on and the, the first thing i wrote Cause I was like, I checked the time on it, you know, mm. like how long is this? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, here we go. Time for another <laughs> super long movie. <laughs> yep. Ah
0: uh, shit, here we go again.
1: Yep. Um, And it was funny too. Cause like if the universal pictures logo comes and then whatever the, you know, production company logo is comes mm. right. There's no sound at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought- actually checked my volume. I was like, is there really no sound in the beginning here? I like check my headphones. I'm like, are they
0: still connected? Yep. You did the same thing. I did the same thing. Cause I was like, okay, then what? Cause you ever like put a movie on and just for whatever reason, any volume below 90 is too low. Yeah. Like, no, why, why is, is, this? is that? I don't know why that happens, but I was like, let's see what happening, And it's not. And then I was like, Oh, it's cause wait, no, he's blind. He's not deaf. Why would they do that? Like <laughs> stylistically? That doesn't make I didn't sense. really understand it at all. And then
1: like, by the way, whenever you have to do that, you know when you're like turning it way up so you can hear them talk, uh, and then there's if it's an action movie, oh, right? Sure, there's yeah. an action scene and it's like the loudest thing that's
0: ever happened. Yep, I am now deaf. <laughs> so you turn it back down and you're like, "Fuck, now I can't hear them." Turn it yep. back up. That's that's not annoying at all. Sound mixers or editors or whatever.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: But no Oscar for you.
1: <laughs> but here in this movie, bam! Right away, yep. Mama, with an intense moment, speaking to the camera, yeah. never, never let anyone turn you into no cripple.
0: Mm-hmm. I like,
1: okay, I
0: won't.
1: <laughs> I wasn't gonna. <laughs> and you know, so we're you know, just starting right off here. I don't know. I don't know how, as a white person. You can watch these movies Ugh. and not just feel guilty about our history. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking mm-hmm. about that. I wrote that while I watched it. And then today, when before we started to record and everything, I was thinking, like, mm-hmm. oh, I know how. It's because they go, oh, the movies are just, you know, making it worse than it was. It wasn't really yeah. like that. We were nice yeah. to black people. Yeah, sure. We were.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I was like, the very, like, right off the bat, we got the thing with the bus, right? And I'm like, you know, how did anybody just not like just anybody who had to deal with that stuff? Like, I get the slightest inconvenience of friend. it's not even because of any particular reason other than I'm a dickhead sometimes and I have a hard time dealing with things. Like, meanwhile, these people are you know people facing actual difficulties and they somehow get through it. I don't know. It's well, I think that like, just shows
1: anything. your privilege,
0: you know? Yeah, most likely. Yeah, I'm used so... to things going my way, right? I don't know, anyway. Yeah, I can to... g- yeah, but at the same time, like, just think he's just trying to, like, it's hard enough getting on this stupid blind. butt and being blind, and then you gotta deal with this asshole, you know? Yeah,
1: he's like, well, I'm not gonna watch over, you know, blind N-word,
0: and it's like, yeah, cool, nice guy. Yeah, this is just how I wanted to start this off. <laughs> and I
1: wonder what? if doing a movie like this, where you get called the N-word so much, yeah. messes with your head at all,
0: you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's a good question. Not one I would actually be able to answer because there's really nothing that you could do to me personally that would like make me feel that bad. But just a movie where people I was acting and all the characters were mean to me, I'd feel sad after a little bit. Right, everyone's, everyone's mean to me, and it's nothing like that. So, yeah.
1: And then I was shocked that Warwick Davis was in this. I had no idea.
0: Do you remember that? No, none whatsoever. <laughs> and then of all the random actors to be in something you know it's like wait what warwick davis really of all (laughs)
1: people all right and then of course warwick davis is is, we get our first taste of how ridiculous they are with drugs with ray here yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know um he just puts weed in his hand it's like here smoke
0: this and he's like that ain't no tobacco you know um uh, yeah first first of all the way he said it ain't no it's like okay this is cartoonish but I like how the drug use in Ray Charles's life was like how they warned us it was going to be back in during Dare. And stuff. <laughs> exactly, it was very Dare. <laughs> They're gonna give you drugs, telling you, "No, no, no, take this. You'll like it." Okay. Oh, here's free heroin. <laughs> well, also, but what
1: was weird about the heroin one was that he was like so eager to have it. He's like, "No, no, I want it. No, give me, give me the heroin. It sounds great. <laughs> I really want to try it."
0: <laughs> He's like, "No, actually, I think I do." Um, it's it's really funny because. I hadn't seen this or any of the other, you know, music figure movies that had been out before I saw Dewey Cox. Oh, and I know. I, I couldn't s-
1: I couldn't stop thinking about Dewey Cox's whole movie.
0: Yeah, and like I didn't realize it was quite so much. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want any part of this, Dewey. And like that's yeah, literally how that's it goes. exactly like okay, then that and scene.
1: I all I could see was Tim Meadows going, exactly. You don't want any part
0: of this, Ray,
1: you know. <laughs>
0: uh, and, and I like uh I like the do we cock to the scene? No, I think I do. I think I do want some of that actually. <laughs> pretty sure I do. And that's pretty much what Ray did. He's just like, no, I do want exactly. everyone, actually. <laughs> so okay, fair enough.
1: It's <laughs> very she cool. wants everyone, I guess. So then then we get the, the 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 lady who's like, you know, you're gonna come to my house or whatever, or I can't even remember yeah. exactly what she said. Yeah. But I I wrote like, oh, so she's saying she wants him, you know, like mm-hmm. with a question mark. And then like immediately I was like, Oh, I guess yep, <laughs> I guess
0: that's what she indeed, what she's saying. Because and then we get like a couple of very uh I don't know, not subtle. What's the opposite of subtle? <laughs> Unsubtle scenes yeah. of her like Jamie Foxx's character, you're not done fucking me. And it's like it's like twice it happens. <laughs> he's like, I'm just getting some water, and she's like, Nope, fuck, no water. Only and he's like, Oh, god damn. I know.
1: I'm not a machine. (laughs) And Terrence Howard is putting on like a crazy accent in this, also. Yeah, and I like how he was just cartoonishly evil as well. This never beginning part
0: of this movie is like, all right. So Uh, like, actually, you know, it would be really sad if like it didn't come across quite as cartoonishly because like he's being taken advantage of, and like kind of like low key like sexually assaulted by this woman a little. Yeah, a little bit. I like that he's like
1: like hell. It's free rent
0: yeah exactly so and but like i felt bad because i didn't feel like it was handled quite as well as it might have been so it just felt silly more than like sad might have just been me though it was
1: weird that's for sure and and then we get like you know he's gonna leave Mm -hmm. and he's putting his, his clothes in the suitcase and then all of a sudden the suitcase is full of water I'm like, this is such a movie thing. Like, do yeah. you really think that at one, like, throughout his life, he kept thinking he was touching water?
0: Yeah. It's I don't. A, why add that? It's a very dramatized way to do it, and I, I feel bad because I'm already like ragging on this movie a little bit, but it it really made me roll my eyes a little bit. At first, oh my gosh,
1: every time I was like, dude, we fucking get it, you know?
0: Yeah, and it's not like it had anything to do with water, like a suitcase, you know. Yeah, like take the part later when he's in none
1: of them really. Well, go ahead. None of
0: them really did, but the at least like the one where he's looking for the bathroom.
1: Yeah, you could be like, okay, if there's like a leaky toilet or something, yeah. Right.
0: But like that one was a li- not great still, but a little bit better. The rest were just like, no. <laughs> he's like, no. All right. Well, anyway.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I am I am with you. Um a lot of people taking advantage of poor Ray here, as yeah. we are talking about. Um, nice that
0: Oberon. Is at least mm-hmm. being nice to him, right? Yeah, it's, I assume that this was a real person, and I assume he really was a little person. I, it's just such a random thing. I, know, I know. Got my hand. I like how. I like. I like when the fact that a person is a little person is not the point. It's of not the role, exactly. I like that too. I was just gonna say, like,
1: I suppose it doesn't matter if he was a little person or not. You know, yeah. just somebody that helped him. and Who cares? Yeah, so. still um, a little,
0: bit, but that's okay.
1: And then. Uh, <laughs> but i did like that you know so he's like oh, i've you know I've, i know you're screwing me blah 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 he leaves uh-huh.
0: <laughs> and then deal is you can lay the pipe now <laughs> i'm glad you noticed that too i texted i texted uh hudson about that i was like really that's that was a saying in 1949 <laughs> i didn't know that well
1: apparently it was because he said it earlier too terrence howard hey. said it to Ray. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That was where it came from that's why he said it
0: it's from the ancient internet i guess Well, because he know. said
1: oh he said to him when they were broken down you know the cars mm-hmm. broken down he said you keep laying that pipe ray and she's gonna make us rich <laughs>
0: Ray's like i can't i'm not hydrated enough to lay enough pipe for her she's <laughs> nothing but pipes
1: <laughs> um and already i'm like gosh there's a lot of jumping around in this yeah. Where's the okay? We got this scene. Now we're going to do this scene. Now we got this scene. But we got to show all this. We got to show every little bit of this. Uh, it's like, okay, we just focus. Um, yeah, <laughs> focus. <laughs> um, this guy playing piano when he's meeting with the swing time records guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm talking about? They're in the club. Yeah. Is he actually playing music? <laughs> you know, I, I, don't I feel know. like I could play. Like the way he was. Dee, 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 I'm like, you're just pressing piano key
0: You are picking me, up. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I didn't think of it, but you're right. Now that I'm looking back, I'm like, wait, that was kind <laughs> I'm
1: like, there was, I, you know, for a movie that has such good music in it, I mm-hmm. was like,
0: what the fuck is this? <laughs> now this is, um, yeah, okay. Yeah, like I was, I don't know.
1: I think they were like trying to show that it was a jazz club or something. And I'm like, right. But, you know, usually where jazz can get like weird is when you have multiple people like trying to do their own thing, right? Mm -hmm. Not just one person. (laughs) He's just (laughs) Just hitting whatever keys he wants. Like, I can
0: play the piano.
1: Who let me up here?
0: (laughs) So it makes me laugh because that that was in fact supposed to be a real guy. That was Art Tatum. Um, well, Art
1: Tatum sucks. Uh,
0: <laughs> so I guess I guess that's not your thing, but uh, <laughs> um, I like Art Tatum a lot. But it's one of those things where I see exactly what you mean. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm not like gonna I'm not gonna argue about it. But um, no, he was he was considered one of the best pianists like of all time in any genre. Um, particularly one of the best jazz pianists of all time. <laughs> but at the same time, it is one of those things where people uh.
1: I'm sure there are he, better examples of his uh, of, of his you know talent.
0: Well, you know it's funny because you can be like, oh, he was considered one of the best jazz pianists of all time. People who don't like jazz will be like, no kidding, I bet <laughs> I bet he was because you know he farted on the piano and the random sounds that came out. <laughs> um, he was he was also blind though. It's another, another oh, was he? Uh, another thing about him, yes, and um. I don't know if he would actually have been playing there or something, but it, it's, it seems a little convenient that like, oh, let's also, let's just happen to talk here with this other blind pianist. I'm not, I'm not positive if he was blind or if he was just sight impaired. Nope, born nearly blind. So that's just blind. <laughs> that's about as blind as it gets.
1: Well, it said nearly, so yeah. maybe he's not all the way there. So,
0: um, yeah, like I, 1%, that's what counted.
1: Well, I did enjoy the touch of putting in the movie that Ray needed to be paid in singles. Mm-hmm.
0: I I, actually, that.
1: I thought that was pretty, like, that was cool.
0: Early um, on here, we're getting a good sense of how easy it is to get screwed over. Yeah. How how hard it can probably end up being to trust people because you get the part in a little bit where um, Bunk pays him, but he has to pay him in like a 10 and a, fi- and, a, and, a, and a 5 and stuff because he doesn't have enough singles. Right. And, and then he fights he, him. And then he fights him because he heard him put down a certain number of bills, and like, yeah, you know, imagine without somebody to help you, it would be very difficult to be like, I'd be constantly worried, you know, like even someone I trust, but like, did he really give me the right amount of money?
1: Well, yeah, they show the the white guy and the country man mm-hmm. there being yeah. like five, ten, fifteen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the other guy comes over. You want to count that again? Hmm. I would be like. Not that, you see, here's the thing I'm thinking. I would go immediately to the bank and try to deposit it. And then that way I could, like, I'd have enough time to go back and be like, you gave me the wrong amount. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, that's coming from me being a white person. Right. I could just walk into a bank and be like, tell me how much money this is. Yeah. That's a good point. Not a you know, um, black person in 1950 or whatever it was. Yeah. Well, it's pretty easy for them, too. So yeah.
1: everyone's just an asshole array all yep. the time. Apparently.
0: Life kind of sucks right now.
1: Um, like, Law says only six to a cab. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's
1: nice. and,
0: meanwhile, and meanwhile, that guy actually become ends up becoming a friend of his later. I know. Well, fathead. Yeah, he's one of the nice ones. All he did was lie about getting some tail. You know, he didn't try to cheat in money or anything. No, he didn't. But, you know, and he tried to keep him from the hair on. <laughs> sort of.
1: <laughs> yes. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. You don't want
0: this. You do? All right. Whatever. Well, he just left, right? He was <laughs> the one that was like, I don't want any part of this. Yep, I, He left without getting his heroin either. This book well, kind of surprised me. I was like, that's kind of a ripoff for him. Well, and he was we, all done after that. He got Oh, he up. was finished already, so he didn't care. <laughs> I the other guy, I guess, was the one who was passionate about getting other people into heroin. Okay, I think he, well,
1: the way they portrayed it is like, look, I'm going to get high and I don't give a shit. So <laughs> you want some too? Shit. Fine. Do
0: you want the needle to fall into you? I suppose that's okay. <laughs>
1: And, and then they're like, they're like talking on the bus here and f- mm-hmm. they're like, don't ever shoot craps on a white woman's grave. It's bad luck.
0: <laughs> that's a random little fact, but I noted, you know, <laughs> like, I guess I won't then. Yeah. You know, I, how do I, I know if she's thing white? Thing. Like, that's a good know? question, actually. Just got to look at the name and be racist. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I don't know what it
1: is, but it, it feels like the scenes are very staged mm-hmm. a lot of times and i know that that. i know what that sounds like it's a movie right yeah like i get it no shit of course it's staged but like in a lot of movies it
0: doesn't look staged you know Mm -hmm. yeah you can you can make something like a convincing part of a whole and another thing can be just you know important scenes from his life what next yeah i mean like
1: like the bathroom where he's like you know he sees water it just like fat head coming out like opening the door a crack and like leaning out and then you know it just felt very like okay i see we're on a set yeah (laughs) yeah um and then so now he's gonna have heroin and he's Mm. as we said he's gonna try
0: really hard to get it he's like you know i really want it i really want the heroin give it to me normally all i have to do is go ask somebody and they'll give it to you for free that's just how it works Hello, free heroin, please. Thank you.
1: Um, <laughs> and I actually wrote in here, I can't help think, thinking of walk hard, though. <laughs> yeah. <it's,
0: laughs> I swear. I had no idea. It was just basically taken directly <laughs> from that. <laughs> That's okay, though. So now we get the scene.
1: So we're, you know, we've gone back in time. We're showing Ray when he was little, and he loses his brother.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This is a haunting scene.
0: Mm-hmm. It actually is. Um, the, I, I, get, I, I think the dramatic staging of having young Ray just like too shocked to move and like completely like uh, like petrified in place was very effective for me too. Yeah. Because like I, I, I really can imagine being like I like as a kid and you're just completely unable to like I don't know what to do. I don't know. What, I don't know whether to yell or help or what. And just it being like seeming unreal. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least in your memory.
1: I just, man, it was, like, hard to watch. It was Mm -hmm. very affecting for me. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, you think of your, I I think of my kids, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, I cannot imagine the pain of losing a child. It just, Mm -hmm. it it makes you really want to, like, cherish every moment with them. And, um, you know, that being said, though, of course, you, you know, and I'm sure any other parent will understand this, but, like, Like, today, Sarah went out to dinner with friends, so I was watching the three boys myself. Mm -hmm. And Quincy just, like, cried for 40 minutes straight at one point. Uh And I was like, I don't really cherish this.
0: (laughs) This isn't the part that is really most fun.
1: But but at the same time, you know, it's like, you, I just, you know, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine not having it. So, anyway, I don't want to think about that, because I'm going to cry.
0: Speaking of Quincy's, though, we forgot to mention that Ray meets Quincy Jones. I know I was enjoying how much Quincy was in this movie. Um, I actually had no idea that they met like when I don't know, Quincy's under eighteen, I guess. So Yeah, apparently. Well, and then they show and then they show Ray going
1: blind, which is also like really kind of affecting.
0: Sad. It really is, with freaking the discharge coming out of his eyes and having to get yeah. drops of them and just every time he looks up at those things. very, very, very moving scene actually. And um it felt almost a, like well, the one thing I didn't care for is it felt a little bit like it came so immediately after the death of the brother that like, well, it kind of did. Yeah, it, I it, it I it can't have been related, and I don't think that they were no, saying it was. I don't
1: think they were saying it was either. I think, but okay. can you imagine being the mom? Oh, like I, I just lost my kid, and now my other one's going blind.
0: Another thing to have to like have strength about, you know?
1: Yeah, it's just oh. Anyway, I actually think that the scenes when he was a kid are kind of some of the best scenes in the movie.
0: Interestingly enough, yeah, despite the fact that the the, the gusto performance, the brava bravo, bra- I not know, let's move on. <laughs> One of these days, I'll get words. Don't worry.
1: Words. You have the best words. Um, <laughs> so, so, he, this is the fight. Like, he fights the guy and he's like, I quit the band, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and he's like, I'm going to go out on my own. And then next thing, he's in his apartment and, uh, you know, I think he's like considering doing some heroin or I don't even know. He's just like listening to something. Who knows? But the Atlantic Records guy shows up mm-hmm. and then he like messes with him. Yeah. And then he's like, Yeah, I know Atlantic records. I want to, you know, sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, OK, so how'd he do on his own? <laughs> yeah. I, would, I was just like, okay, so he's on his own. They're like, you're not going to make it on your own. And then it's like he signs with Atlantic Records, which I guess they're saying, see, he made it on his own. But I'm like,
0: there's a gap there, though. Yeah, you they kind of just skipped ahead a bunch. And like, you'll never make it on your own. I'm, Look, I did. Yeah, but you didn't. we didn't see that. We, yes. just cut, we just cut to forward, and you already have a deal. Um, And then so
1: Ahmet there ends up mm-hmm. singing the mess around for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he doesn't sound that bad.
0: No, I yeah, thought. he didn't. I, I thought that, that was a really fun scene, because I think the pe- the other people in the studio also were like, well, you're not necessarily professional, but not bad at all. And also, you know, kind of impressive you wrote it. So, yeah. It kind it, of endears it, you to the character a little bit right away. It definitely does. I, I,
1: Ahmet was one of the better characters in this, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and the mess around is a fun song. Mm-hmm. Everybody doing a mess around. Um, and... <laughs> and then now you know he's he's going to he like wants to find out about this this choir group or something i don't know mm-hmm. um or gospel group mm-hmm. and he's like okay i'm going to meet with the Della here one mm-hmm. of the singers and he's just being all smooth as hell yeah <laughs> you hear that you hear that hummingbird mm-hmm. got to listen and then what did he say he said something that was like really yeah oh i see you're, i i heard a heart skip a beat yeah like okay, okay, Ray, <laughs> it's
0: cheesy, it, but I guess, I guess it worked,
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know Carrie Washington's over there doing quite the accent <laughs> um, um which that was not actually her accent was it was a little bit better than one I just did, but it was it was it was a lot i thought mm-hmm. um i I actually you know like he's like walking her to her house, mm-hmm. And um, I actually thought it was kind of cute the way he talked about getting back to the hotel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, he's like, he was like, I know, I just go three blocks this way, take a left, do this, and you know, <laughs> yeah. and then whatever hotels. <laughs> I just thought it was funny, you know, because she doesn't want to let him in, blah blah, yeah. blah. and he's like, I'll be back in two weeks, and and then he he comes back, he's like, it's been two weeks, she's like, it's been three, and then she's like, let's fuck.
0: <laughs> I was like, geez, Dell, I thought you were gonna hold out. No, she's like, no, I've been horny for two, for two and a half weeks, at least.
1: <laughs> we missed the ovulation. Um,
0: <laughs> <have> to, darn. <laughs> we'll have to wait. So
1: they're laying in bed now, and, uh, and I feel like there was a lot of this where they had, like, these special moments where he would take off his glasses, right? Because mm-hmm. that was him being vulnerable. Yeah. I'm like, so he fucked with his glasses
0: on? Just to mention, he's still doing those head movements and everything he does, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, really feeling it, you know? <laughs> Dang, he's into this.
1: I was like, okay, <laughs> all right, sure. I guess he had his glasses
0: on. Um, you don't? I, I, put on I tend on to glasses. take my
1: glasses off for the back, I put
0: on glasses I don't even wear, usually, sure. <laughs> special glasses, 3D glasses. 3 glasses—they look yes. so much bigger this way. <laughs> it's like it's flying toward me. <laughs> oh boy.
1: Um. So, I mean, I, I have to say, I loved the music in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard not to like some Ray Charles, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um. So we're gonna meet. Uh. You know, his Jewish uh, agent, right? Uh uh-huh. huh. Every agent is a Jew in a movie. They all all have the exact same line. Mm-hmm. You know the line I'm, I'm talking about? Uh, I'm not sure. We want to be in the insert name here, business. <laughs> yeah. Like every movie that has an agent, the agent says that line.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I could play the part, frankly. <laughs> I've seen enough of this sort of movie. I can do it. Yeah, just... Like, hey, I want to be in the
1: whatever your name is. Business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to be in the della della,
0: whatever her name is, business. The della Ro, della B, the della, della B, B business. Yeah, <laughs> Ray's like, no, I'm in that business. It's a one person business.
1: You know, they they showed him doing heroin a lot, and I know mm-hmm. he was he was addicted to heroin in real life, but it just there was a lot where I was like, this feels weird. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need mm-hmm. to see him doing it this much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I get yeah. it. And you know, it seems like he's not actually like as bad with heroin as he might be because like he's not completely off the rails right off the, right at the beginning. So, I don't know. Kind of makes you wonder how how much he was actually doing it or if it was worse right off the bat than I, I believe. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I mean so what's interesting is that I mean they never show him like really being crushed by addiction Mm -hmm. it was really just you know he was being crushed by the fact that it was illegal so um this just goes to show you you know like legalize heroin everybody will
0: be (laughs) fine yeah that's the that's the lesson of ray
1: (laughs) that's the that's the lesson of ray yep um I, I did enjoy the line where he's like, Find me a girl that has church training, you know, for singing, mm-hmm. but without the church attitude.
0: <laughs> so that was pretty good. I think we know just
1: what he means. Uh so you know that that portends that he's gonna be um cheating, right? And mm-hmm. uh and then he goes home and then we get like the little fight with his wife to prove like, like oh see, you know, he 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 uh he had a reason for cheating. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, basically the lesson there was don't get between Ray and his drugs. Yeah. That's the real love story here. Yeah. That is the real love story. <laughs> Ray and Heron. <laughs> I did like the Jeff, the driver guy, mm-hmm. like really tried to keep him from cheating with Marianne there. I know. Um,
0: that ended up being sad throughout the entire thing. That just like every time he looks over, it, it's like damn, it. really again. I know, like oh. hey, like
1: in in we're skipping ahead here, but it really harkens when he's like, well, you broke my heart a long time ago, Ray. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Ray's like, well, there it is. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, yeah, you're a dick. You know, like yeah. I'm just sort of surprised. Like Ray Charles listened to that and was like, yep, that sounds right. Put that out.
0: <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he's like yeah that's exactly what
1: happened <laughs> Okay. I will say and we'll, well I'll leave it for the rank Um and it's just it's fascinating to me because he's like he's like you know he doesn't want anybody else to do heroin. He, like a scene after he's talking he's like arguing with his wife he's telling some other girl like this is real bad for you don't do it I don't want to mm-hmm. ever see you doing drugs Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, if you know that heroin is bad, yeah, why are you arguing with your wife about it?
0: <laughs> yeah, his, you know, his wife is like, oh, you should stop doing heroin. He's like, no, it's, it's fine. Just, just, and don't I worry. Anybody else wants dramatic, but like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he just wanted to keep it all for himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't have any. Um, don't be so jive. It's my <laughs> heroin. <herald>. Um, <laughs>
1: how do you not? so okay so now we we go back we go back to the scene with uh you know ray's mom and he's a kid and he falls mm-hmm. off the chair and he's like mom help mama help i need your help and she just doesn't go mm-hmm. and i get like what she's trying to do here that he mm-hmm. needs to be able to rely on himself but man how do you not go to your kid when he's asking for help like that
0: Yeah, I got it too. That she's not being like neglectful or abusive or anything like that. Right, right. And the movie's not saying she is. And but like at the same time, it was like I was like, oh fucking hell! Like I want to go help him, and I'm not. I know,
1: I know. I was like, oh, I can't even imagine how like tough that would be. Mm -hmm. But it was interesting that like you know, when he when he realized she wasn't coming to help him, that he just kind of was like, okay, I'm gonna start discovering.
0: Mm Hmm.
1: Oh, oh! I forgot about this part because his kid is born, his first kid, and he, you know, he does the. So, this scene reminded me of Forrest Gump, Mm -hmm. a little bit because he goes, "Can he see?"
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Is he? Is Is he smart, or is he? (laughs) Yeah, uh, and I'm just like.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, he's a fucking baby. He's a newborn, dude. You know, <laughs> no, he came out reading a book. Like, what do you expect? Yeah, and I'm just like, well, you didn't lose your sight until you were what seven? So yeah. maybe wait till he's seven and be like, can you still see?
0: <laughs> Hello, child. Can you see anything? And he's like, what? Well, I can see how bad you're being to my mom.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You didn't care that I was an all-star.
0: <laughs> Smackmouth cares. You don't care.
1: Um, and uh, you know, they're showing his mom here, and she, you know, you get the feeling that she was quite the woman, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that's what Ray wanted to present, right? What the real Ray Charles wanted the movie to show, and he was very concerned about
0: that. Um, but I think they do a good job of it, mm-hmm. I think so too. Um, like I said at first, I was a little bit like not against her or anything like that, but you know. It was kind of tough to watch, but then, like, you very much see what she's doing, and she's trying to make him... Because, like, later she sends him, she has to send him to the school, but, like, by himself. So you can see why she was working really hard to get him to be independent, not require. Because nobody right. was going to give him help. If nobody was going to give him help, you know, he would have to figure it out. So, I understand.
1: Yeah, me too. I mean, I think they showed that she's um, a pretty strong woman, actually, mm-hmm. you know? It's a, it's a tough thing to I – mean, that's just tough to, to lose, lose a, a kid bit. and then have your other kid go blind. I mean, it's I, just unbelievable. I can't. I can't think of it. But then we cut back to his wife, Della, and I'm just like, man, this woman. You know, yeah. I'm not sure why you stayed. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I guess more power to you for doing it. I, I just I, – I guess I didn't realize that she was so – like in real life understanding of like yeah you're gonna cheat on me on the road that's fine you can do
0: that <laughs> yeah pretty much like she you know just says you know on the road is on the road And he's like okay <laughs> don't mind if i do
1: yeah exactly he was like oh, i'm gonna do it anyway so yeah um and now of course they're gonna show marianne as being like possessive mm-hmm. and then they're gonna show her as being you know like i'm gonna try to use this to get ahead mm-hmm. i don't really like that personally
0: Maybe really, there no, was some
1: of that, but I just felt like you know what—he's the guy fucking
0: around. Yeah, it's hard to like get that mad at her, you know. But then, well, he's the, the guy time, in the
1: position of power here,
0: you know. Yeah. No, absolutely, and like it kind of makes her show like makes it seem like oh, well, look, look at her, she's crazy and manipulative, and it's like oh, well, actually, if you're talking about manipulative, you know, right, exactly. So one of these people is definitely coming across as manipulative, and I'm not sure it's her. <laughs> that's okay.
1: Um, so now we're going to meet Margie for the first time, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, clearly she's going to take over the mistress role. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) This part of this movie, it's like, okay, is this just the revolving door? It's like, is this movie just now becoming about which mistress is like, yeah. Like, you know, it's like, my third mistress is angry at my second mistress. You know, this was such a drama in my life. I did think it was sort of odd the way they showed Marianne being so upset like, jealous,
1: upset mm-hmm. of Margie. I mean, she knew he was married. Like, it's not... So, like, you're mad that he's cheating on you with her? I don't really...
0: Yeah, I don't know. I guess just maybe he, she's taking over, like, the favorite role, you know? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's...
1: I, if I was Marianne, I'd be like, oh, fuck it, I guess I'll join. Can't beat him, join him, right? <laughs> I guess so. Um, and... So then they, you know, they show Margie being like, "I just want to be a part of what you're doing," and he's like, "You know, telling her not to do heroin." Like, mm-hmm. why is everybody so interested
0: in doing fucking heroin? <laughs> just, just it's a good thing that the heroin is never around any of the Charles Junior or any of that. They are like, "What's that?" Yes. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> this isn't you know, Charles Junior. No so I'm kidding. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: So, so now they're 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 in a in a venue and they're like i still have 20 minutes of show left Mm -hmm. right and so he makes up a song on the spot or not i mean i clearly he like had the song in his head but i just mean he just starts playing it and everybody's like yeah we're gonna look i'm no musician (laughs) right but this seems unrealistic
0: (laughs) you know I really have no idea if this is how he came up with one of his most popular songs. <laughs> Basically improvised on the spot. I don't know. Normally I would be like, come come the fuck on with this. <laughs> but I don't know. This one specific instance somehow worked. There's going to be a later instance in this movie where this did not work for me. So it's not just this movie, <laughs> yeah. but this one actually somehow worked just because of how into it everybody got. And I like the idea that, like, you start off with a groove and everybody can get into it. That kind of worked for me. It,
1: it 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 did work for me, too, because it wasn't like everybody just started playing and everybody knew it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was playing, and he's like, follow along. And then, it, so I, what ended up working for me is that later on, like, so the, the horns, you know, the sax mm-hmm. and everything, they didn't start playing until, like, the third verse or something, you know? Yeah, it took like, them a while. showed them, like, lot. okay, so I think, okay, let's do this when he hits this note. And then mm-hmm. and then they they cut in, mm-hmm. um. So you know I,
0: it worked, but I just I don't know that that's real. <laughs> I it, I don't either. <laughs> and, and like you said, like he was like getting off the stage because he was too fucking like hungover or something. I'm not sure what was going on. He's like, all right, I'm leaving now. And um, then he's like, wait, actually, I can do a whole 20 minutes of one song.
1: Don't worry. Well, right, that was the other part that confused me. He needs 20 minutes, so he did one song, yeah. and also. You know, at first they made it look like, oh, he's drunk or he or he's like yeah. itching for a hit yeah. or whatever. But then the people in the band are like, "That's the last song on the playlist." Yeah, and then it's just I don't know if they just got the t- the time wrong or what. Yeah, I'm like, that well, so strange. then, yeah, I'm like, so it's so, not wow. about that he needed to go get a fix, you know? Yeah. So what? Where did the where did that time go? I don't know. Yeah, weird. I thought it was odd. Um, and you know, he's gonna, he's gonna leave Atlantic for ABC. Right, mm-hmm. um, and and he he was actually a pretty good negotiator, which I enjoyed.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and then I liked um, I liked we talked about it before, but I liked the way that the guys from Atlantic are portrayed as not being like just like just concerned with profits, business, you know, buckheads. Like, yeah, I like man, that too. And, 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 and like, they don't hold it against him that he wants to leave. They're like, all right, you got a great deal, you know, like wish we could keep you, but you do what you got to do. I like that. I was like, okay, it's, everybody's yeah. being reasonable. I like it.
1: And I, and I liked Ahmed said, I'm proud of you.
0: Yeah. So, I thought was that was very nice. Nice little touch. I think that's the last we get of those two, but
1: yeah, it is. Um, but, uh, what? So he's going to move to LA now, mm-hmm. right? Cause now he's got all this money. And, um, Della's like, well, my whole family's in Texas. And he goes, that's
0: why we're moving.
1: Um, and then they show Margie in the hotel room. She calls the house like the day they move in. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, <laughs> and what I thought was funny is, so they show her pouring a drink, mm-hmm. right? And the, so, I, you know, after calling right and everything, and, I don't know if you noticed. I'm not so sure about the sound mixing here because, <laughs> uh, or sound effects or whatever you want to call it. Because the the amount she pours is just like the tiniest <laughs> amount but, but the sound of her pouring it was glug glug glug, 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 glug 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 it just went on forever i'm like what the hell she's pouring like a full cup of vodka here
0: and then you see the cup and it's just like a
1: little tiny bit and i'm like what this this didn't make sense. Okay. You know, I
0: do remember actually the sound effects being kind of weird there. And it's like, have you guys ever poured liquids before? <laughs> Why are we suddenly in like one of those beer commercials with the really cartoonish boring? <laughs> glug, 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 glug. Um, and also, like, how, like, look, she's alcoholic now. It's like <laughs> into the scene. And then one other scene where she's drinking. And it's like, oh, she's got a drinking problem yeah. because of, of twice. And then later it's like,
1: I'm not drunk. I'm pregnant. It's like, oh. <laughs> All right. Has
0: that been the case the whole time? It, <laughs> were you, you pregnant that other day when you were throwing things at me?
1: Well, a, and so we're, we're going to see Quincy again, mm-hmm. which I was, again, enjoying to hear hearing the name Quincy so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that he was refusing to play Jim Crow South.
0: Me too. Me cool. too. So it Shows some some scruples. We'll have to see um, if it rubs off on Ray.
1: And, you know, we're getting more scenes with Margie and Della and Ray being an asshole. I'm like, this does not look good for Ray Charles.
0: Yeah. He, he heard all of this and went, yep. This is, this is just what I want to portray. Yeah. Or or whatever. I don't know. Okay.
1: I just was surprised. I'm like, I'm surprised he wanted this to be on film. You know?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess he wasn't concerned about how it looked.
1: So he's having this, you know, thing with, Mar- with Margie, you know, and. She's like, from now on, we're strictly business. And he's like, great, I got a song for you. And it's hit the road, Jack. And I'm like, really? This is a little too kitschy for me. Um, this was a lot too
0: kitschy for me, and this is exactly the one I was talking about. With, oh, really? That's funny. With the other one, pretty much worked. This one didn't work for me. This one, I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I they're, did not work like, for me at all. It was too much. They're like, breaking up. She's pregnant. Like, he's like, yeah. But let's ch- channel our anger into this cool song. Like, no, no. And she's sorry. like crying through the hit the road jack parts. I and I'm know. like, No. Oh my god. Give me a I'm fucking sorry. break, dude. That was you know that, that was a bridge too far for me. I had to be like, you know what? And this I'd like this entire scene to hit the road, actually. Yeah, I was like, come on, Taylor, what the fuck <laughs> are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> what the heck for <laughs> Well, what was
1: it? It was Finding Neverland, right? That I mm-hmm. said that the only one that didn't get a best director nomination.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I guess so fucking did. All right, sure.
0: Um. Anyway,
1: sorry, Taylor. You know, <laughs>
0: Taylor Eckford's listening to this. One single tear goes yeah. up his his cheek.
1: I don't even remember that. was Mark Forster? Right? Yeah, Mark yeah.
0: Forster.
1: I think he did a better job. Just saying. Yeah, probably. So, um, and I'm, so we're you know that's ridiculous. I'm I'm like thinking, why did Regina want to play Margie? Yeah, she was really into Margie. I guess. Whatever. It's funny because I I was watching, you know, this movie and thinking of you know, I think you do this too. Sometimes I'm just like thinking about how you're gonna react to uh-huh. the, and I, I was thinking about the scenes with uh with you know Ray when he's a kid and his mom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I find these scenes to be very affecting, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually wrote it's interesting because I'm thinking that you didn't feel the same about them, but you did, so that's yeah. kind of cool
0: no absolutely um the one thing i will say is that i didn't always love their placement in in the story oh yeah it okay. felt like they came out of nowhere a lot of the time and just you, they it could have been organized better but it we'll get them come that. out of nowhere
1: it's whenever he touches water that's true that doesn't exist
0: <laughs> sorry every time he hallucinates water he doesn't remember his mother true yeah it's, yeah anyway great segue
1: taylor um <laughs> so now he's gonna go to georgia uh, uh-huh. and find a conscience, right. Um, yep. not that, you know, I, sh- I shouldn't say it like that because like, that's not an easy thing to do to give up a bunch of money to, for a cause like that. You know, um, like, I don't know that I would do that as a white person to help out an- another white person, you know? Yeah. So, like, um, I don't want to give them shit for it, but I couldn't believe they banned him for life. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a I real know. thing. Seems like an overreaction, but okay. And you like, didn't, it's you didn't play film. the
0: concert in Augusta, so banned for life. <laughs> banned for life. And like, it's like how I think we talked about this in another episode of something recently where it's like, you know, <laughs> susp- together. suspending someone from school. You know, yeah. for like, you skipped school, now you're suspended. Oh yeah, you, you didn't play our concert. Well, you know, not. You can't play any concerts. He's like, well, that's what I was saying. I'm not going to play your what concerts. Do one. Yeah, yeah. So, that's fine. You, you can't refuse to play our concerts. We won't let you. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, though. You didn't break up with us. We broke up with you. Pretty much, the entire state of Georgia broke up with him, but not Margie.
1: Um, and then so then they go and arrest him in Indianapolis, right? Because mm-hmm. um, they knew they could find heroin on them and then they mm-hmm. and they had that this line your jungle music yeah I'm like Jesus <laughs> white people suck
0: like, and this God. isn't even this isn't even the worst example of it but yeah
1: I know just like man <sighs> yeah white people are not the best so <laughs> sorry whiteies. a <clears throat>
0: bunch of white people listening oh man
1: <laughs> well I'm white and I feel bad about this so I hope you guys do too <laughs> Um, and I'm just like man his wife put up with a lot of bullshit
0: he really did
1: <laughs> my goodness gracious <laughs> you know it's it was funny too seeing all these like 1950s and 60s placards you know uh-huh. because what I remember Ray Charles from is like the I don't know if it was Pepsi or Coke. I think it was Pepsi though. It was Diet Pepsi commercials. Exactly, yep. and and that he was in a commercial with Batman. <laughs> That's what I remember.
0: That's what I remember too. And I like those. I'll tell you, I like those Diet Pepsi commercials. So me much. too. My 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 parents went out and got me a cassette tape of Ray Charles' Greatest Hits. So because That's, of those
1: commercials. Because
0: of the commercials. Yeah, I love
1: those commercials.
0: So there's that, <laughs> and then watching this movie, it's like, oh, I don't know if he was the most wholesome example for kids, but um, I guess well, by actually by, by then he was probably right? yeah yeah. But <laughs> just imagine 60s and 70s Ray Charles being not the not the greatest role model.
1: You know, so now, so now, like we're gonna see he's gonna do the Georgia on My Mind or whatever mm-hmm. song. I don't even remember. Or know, he's switching to country. It's not mm-hmm. the George off my mind one. he's wants to switch to country. And mm-hmm. I feel like they do this, especially in musical biopics, right. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, they show them in the concert and they're going to change things up. Right. And, uh, and then everybody's like shouting out requests in a concert yeah. hall, you know, like shouting him down. So you can't hear it. And I'm like, you know, I know I haven't been to every concert in the world, but I've been to a pretty good amount of concerts, and I've never yeah. fucking heard anybody yell out requests in a concert venue,
0: no less every person in there. Yeah, like, it's funny because they're not booing him; they just want him to play the different song. I don't know; it's just that was strange. Yeah, you mess mess, <laughs> do mess around, mess, <laughs> do mess around,
1: hit the road. I'm like, what the? This doesn't happen, guys. Be quiet, please. Like, I mean, if I was in a concert and somebody was, like, screaming that, I'd be like, would you shut the fuck up?
0: <laughs> this isn't how this works. <laughs> this
1: isn't how any of this works. Yeah. This guy can't hear you, okay? <laughs> and if he can't hear you, he's not going to play that song because you keep yelling it at him. He can't hear you. He's blind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't see that one coming. Good one. didn't Right. <laughs>
1: Oh shit!
0: Uh, okay, moving on. Now we're gonna meet the uh, the new business manager guy.
1: Yeah, the new business manager guy, and we're gonna. You know, and then we're we're foreshadowing that we've got another person getting upset with with Ray Charles. But it's interesting. There's it's sort of the fore, the foreshadowing is it's not really Ray's fault. They're just yeah. getting jealous, and I'm like, no, yeah. You know, sometimes you have to look inward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, maybe you're just a dick. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, I did enjoy them showing all the different languages. You know? Yeah, that was fun. That was a fun scene. Um, I, I don't really understand what purpose it served, other than, I guess, that the guy
0: was around for a long time. I don't know. I but, guess uh, it was neat. Th- that character, he ended up kind of confusing me because I thought they were just. Presenting him as like a competent guy who was like gonna help out. Yeah. Because he knew to dim the lights and everything, and then he knows all these other they're just like, oh look what a good what how good this guy is at his job. Then turns out he's just an asshole. And I was like, Well, where are we going with this? Yeah, so felt weird to me.
1: And then and then there's no payoff to that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it sure seemed to me like he just stayed on forever. hmm Because Jeff's gone. Um yep. and the this the the new manager guy there. Did you notice how he just loved to tell Ray
0: how big things are? Yeah, it was like his thing. He's like, look at this it's enormous, big. It's this really fireplace big. is just so big. <laughs> I had to put in 35-foot ceilings and Ray's like, what's a foot? Yeah. <laughs> I, I,
1: like, in my head, I'm picturing Ray being like, you know I can't see, right?
0: Because <laughs> he described it, he's like, this looks just like it does in Buckingham Palace. I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. I've never seen it. I don't know if you know about
1: my past, but I didn't even have shoes, so I didn't see any (laughs) pictures of Buckingham Palace.
0: Exactly. So um, it came off as like a real tool in these scenes, too. Yeah. So whatever. Well, he's got this huge mansion, right? I I think they're in L.A., Beverly Hills. I don't know where they are. Yeah, they're
1: they're in the hills, they said, so I'm guessing it's Beverly Hills.
0: All right, fair enough. Largest house in the block. Okay. Neat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> <Neat. laughs> me. Now think about this this little this little league team that he makes the All Star team for. If this is like, you know, Beverly Hills or whatever, and this is like how, what what other kind of kids are on this team? Bunch of bunch of rich snots is all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, probably. Um so then we get a call and Margie died.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is just...
1: and I'm just like, how is Dell still with this freaking guy? Yeah, and she's like, good. We'll send we'll send him money. He's like, No, I already send him money.
0: Yeah. She's like, Well, this is good. I'm glad that I'm married to just you and you have uh, nine other families. But then yeah. again, he didn't say way back back at the beginning, I don't know if I'll be a good father. My father had three families, so he had to keep up the family tradition of having three families, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, here's here's the part that so I get that Margie
1: was a real person. Mm-hmm. You know, really, in his life and everything. But if I'm writing a movie and I've got this character in it, I think I would look at the script and be like, "What's the point of this character?"
0: Mm Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, she doesn't. I mean, she's she's there. There's an issue there. Right? Hit the road, Jack. She dies, and just I keep looking at it from from what's her face's. I can't remember her name. Uh, DelaBe. Yeah her perspective and like, Oh, I now have to watch you be sad that your mistress is dead. Now the mistress yeah, exactly Well, you got addicted to cocaine and or I'm sorry, heroin. And now she's dead. So yeah, you know, my feelings are very fun right now. Yeah. No kidding.
1: And then, and then immediately we go to, uh, him telling Jeff that you were, that he was stealing from him, mm-hmm. which I'm like, was he? Yeah. I, I still am not like clearly. He's like, I got a business loan.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wasn't clear on that either. Um, not even sure how Ray was supposed to have known. And well, he I think says Joe no. told him. Is oh. what my, my guess was. But anyway. Well, yeah, so, okay. But, uh, yeah, I didn't like the. And she's like, I don't believe it. And, like, I, I'm kind of sitting here going, I don't believe it either. Yeah, really. me too. Well, actually, <laughs> but there's I'm no closure
1: her. on that either.
0: Yep, we're just sort of, that's enough of that. <laughs> no more Jeff. Even even with the happy ending, just, you know, I guess Jeff is just gone.
1: Yeah. Ooh, miss and, you, Jeff. and so Sorry now... He's, uh, well, he gets arrested again, yeah. right? And, and, uh, yeah, so I guess he's, he's, he's going to go to rehab now. And then we get the ubiquitous withdrawal scenes for
0: mm-hmm.
1: somebody who's been addicted, mm-hmm. which, you know, I guess good job, Jamie. You were believably in withdrawal. Um, <laughs> it looks shitty. Uh, went on forever.
0: Yeah. Really did. I got a little bored of it. Actually, I was like, "All righty, we get it. We yeah. really need. To, we're we're okay with less as far as unless the point. You of... We've got a movie, two and a half like, hour movie.
1: movie here. Maybe cut yeah. half. Like you know, cut ten minutes off of the uh, him shaking in bed.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. All we need I'm to cold. Do is... I'm
1: hot. I'm cold. I'm hot. We
0: um, could, like we know we've seen this before. You know what I mean in movies. This isn't. And it's not like this is right. train spotting where the whole point is how hard it is to kick heroin. Yeah. So I don't know. And
1: then. You know, they had this like scene, this uh, like uh, imaginary scene with mm-hmm. him and his mom and George. Uh-huh. And normally, I would I would not really enjoy that, but it ended up working for me. I
0: was Isn't sort it? of surprised. Yeah, I, I I a lot less so funny, but touching. Well, I'll tell you what it was for me, and nothing like talk over you here. No, um, no. It definitely did not seem to work for me at first because just the entire idea of it, I was like, "No, right." That's how I felt. And then actually, like the action and the heartfelt nature of it, and like the fact that I did, I did, I was sort of connecting with the mom and him as a kid and little George. It did end up working just because I do care about those those people.
1: That's exactly what happened for me. Okay. Like exact at first I was like, Oh, give me a fucking break with this. What are we doing here? Yeah. So he's refusing to be psychoanalyzed, and but he did his own psychoanalysis in his mm-hmm. head and he you know that. he figured it all out from there. And I'm like, Give me a fucking break. But the earnestness with which they did it mm-hmm. drew me in. So well, like
0: you said, the, the scenes when they were kids were pretty affecting. So yeah, yeah. Best, Best in the movie, moment, I think. Yeah. Um. But so now we
1: get the, uh, you know, it's like 18 years later. Yeah. <laughs> They're, you know, I couldn't believe it took them 18 years to be like, oh, yeah, I guess we fucked up by uh, banning you for life.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll let you back in.
1: Fine. right. <laughs> Don't mind us crackers, you know. Yeah. Like,
0: fucking All right. Sure. Gross. <laughs> what you Georgia.
1: Um. And then the end where it shows his mom picking him up and giving him a big hug, that one that
0: well, got me too. Mm-hmm. Like when and he was a little kid. Not, yeah. Um, it was. It had such... All of those scenes had such potential to just be complete and schmaltz, but it ended up, you know, it's relatable, so... Yeah. yeah they got a little bit of that with Ray and Ray Jr. That might have been nice, but... <laughs> It right. doesn't sound like there was much of that. No, so I guess it is all stars.
1: Well, that's the movie. Yeah. Um, and now we're going to move on to the rank, and you might have an idea where this is headed. But based because it's based on categories, you might be surprised. Oh wait. So the rank is where we rank the movie based on 10 categories, story, acting, originality, film coherence, cinematography, score slash soundtrack, script structures, script structures and dialogue. We should not have put those together. Yeah, I know. (laughs) S, 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 S. -S. Character relatability, production value and timelessness. We do it on a scale of one to ten, one being the worst, 10 being the best. We are starting with story and Zach, you get to
0: start. So for story, I gave it a start. Um, so you can't like change someone's life to make it a better story. So just because if I don't like the way a person's life went, that doesn't mean they can go back and be like, Nope, this is he's a different person now because Zach didn't like it. <laughs> right. But they also it'd be nice if I could just go back and find and be like, No, I'm gonna make him nicer. Um, and But also, like, you do need to change some things for, for entertainment since we're making a movie here. Um, but, like, this one for me, a lot of the story didn't work and a lot of what they changed um, just through either I looked it up and, you know, it looked like this was a little different from the way it was or just obviously they changed it because that's not how life works. Didn't right. totally work either. Like, so I, I wish they had changed it a little bit different things and they changed um like it was just it just ended up like you have this interesting situation as interesting person who did all these things but like it's so mundane at the at the end of the day right Um, he did a lot of music and like neat and like like you said a lot of the most interesting stuff was the background stuff they didn't really focus on so much so right i would have liked a little bit I guess I guess it's more of a coherence thing, but I would have liked a little bit more coherence as far as keeping his his life story in a way that was engaging rather than just. And then he made this music, so. Well.
1: Yeah, so this I really struggled with this category because mm-hmm. the coherence was more what bothered me than the yeah. story. I gave it an eight. Okay. Because um, I mean, Ray Charles definitely had an interesting life, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I would say it's quite worthy of a movie. I I mean, I'm I'm willing to accept like I would watch if you told me this story, mm-hmm. like the story of this guy's life, I'd be like, Yeah, I'd watch a movie about that guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um and it's just you know, with biopics, whenever you try to condense several decades of life into two and a half hours,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're just
1: it's gonna struggle. It's it's always a struggle, in my opinion. Um i think they dealt with that struggle in terms of story well you know Mm -hmm. but i think they just tried to pack too much in yeah which sort of was the same trouble with the aviator
0: Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of the same trouble and um that was very much what i was trying to say and like as well as just a lot like they they tried to it, it felt like almost like such I don't want to say arbitrary ending point, just like here's a bunch of stuff and now it's over. But he also lived a long time after that. Like, Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. successful like, for 40 more years. Bye. Yeah.
0: And like, I get what they were saying as far as it not being particularly interesting, but at the same time, like we had this two and a half hour movie, but like you're also going to leave out most of his al- being alive. I don't know.
1: I mean, it, it wouldn't feel that way if they had focused on something more,
0: you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. This movie really lacked a lot of focus.
1: Well, anyway, the next category is acting Mm -hmm. and I gave that an eight and a half. Mm -hmm. I actually thought the acting was pretty good. Um, And, you know, Jamie Foxx is pretty phenomenal as Ray. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, he's, I don't know if it's just mimicry or good acting. I mean, I guess mimicry is kind of good acting, right? But, yeah I will say that I don't think I thought of him as Jamie Fox mm-hmm. pretty much the whole movie, like he was Ray to me um, yeah. I think that the quick pace with which this movie had to travel through his life made scenes feel like glimpses and it's sort of hard to get emotionally invested in a in a glimpse you know mm-hmm. yeah, not that you can't because the you know the kids scenes were very affecting um. So I think the acting in this movie is hindered by having to have big emotions and have the audience care about it suddenly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like Margie, for instance. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't, you know, I hate to say this to you, Margie, but I don't give a shit. Sorry. Not that you're a bad actress, Regina, but Regina, like yeah. I just you know, I didn't really care about your character. Which again, I'm like, how do you want to do that character? Um, not that I care that much for
0: about Della either. Well, not, she was ended up a little boring, actually, because they yeah. just didn't even let her have, like, being upset about it. She just,
1: here I am. Yeah, I mean, she was upset, oh. but
0: it was just like, yeah. you know, I don't know.
1: There's not much complexity to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think they do a pretty good job. But some of the more emotionally heavy scenes tended to drag for me a bit. I, I, I really like Carrie Washington, but the you love music the most scene was like, it was like sort of the end for me with that. I was just like, this is too much. Um,
0: I'm with you on that one.
1: And there's a lot of scenes like that. And it's not like they're bad actors or anything. It's just like, it's, it, you're, you're trying to put too many big moments into every scene. Yeah. It's not even that it's terrible or even mediocre. It's like, it's good. The acting is good. It's just not great.
0: So, mm-hmm.
1: um, anyway, what do you have?
0: Well, I um went with a nine point eight five, which might be surprisingly high to you. But let me explain. Um, everybody in this movie is pretty good. I don't think anybody was bad, even 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 if a character came off as a little whatever. Um, I don't think any of the actors were bad, up to and including the you know Oberon, the the little person. <laughs> That's
1: true. Yeah, he <laughs> was really good in it.
0: Yeah, so um, can't really complain about it. Maybe Terrence Howard was a little funky, but then again, it was it's Terrence Howard, and maybe I'm just... <laughs> <was a> weird <laughs> no, he's he so. weird... kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, everybody was good. Um, so why 9.85 exactly? I I, I kind of didn't get the chance to say too much about it during the movie overview, but I kind of can't praise Jamie Foxx enough here. If this was like literally just Jamie Foxx, it would have been a 10 easy. I decided to knock him down I decided to knock it down a tiny bit just because everybody else was fine, just not maybe 10. I figure 10 for acting for a whole movie has to be the entire cast is flawless.
1: Well, that's how I took it too, which yeah. is why I agree with you. Jamie Foxx acting 10.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. And
1: absolutely deserved best actor Oscar.
0: It's it's kind of funny. We didn't even really mention it too much. Um, it, it's almost like a foregone thing for me. I was yeah. going into this, I was like, I wonder if because what were what, what are the, the movies cuz going into this i was thinking to myself you know i did like i did like like Clint Eastwood in, in Million Dollar Baby and i liked uh Leo in Aviator and everything and i was like i wonder if Jamie Foxx really deserved to win and then i watched this like the first half hour i was like yeah he probably deserved to win yeah he, like you said he completely embodied ray at no point did it feel like Jamie Foxx doing an impression like it just felt like
1: yeah it was like it was you were watching ray charles i mean it was absolutely, incredible
0: absolutely i don't know how you walk that fine line between not doing and uh, you know like a, a sketch comedy show impersonation and doing a uh you know just actually portraying the real person but i don't know however it happened he did it perfectly and i can't praise him enough and everybody else was good too so i mean and, and that no that makes it sound like and the rest But uh, <laughs> is, well this is movie kind of was and the yeah. rest i mean really Hmm. um yeah but nobody even to complain about it, so yeah, I'm, I'm
1: feeling like mine is too low, but I, you know, I, yeah. I feel I feel like mine's good where it is, so I'm yeah, But I don't want to diminish. I I agree with the things you're saying. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so um, the next category is originality. What do you have for that?
0: I gave that one a six. I wasn't really sure what to do. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's 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 a, it's a movie about a musician. We've seen these. I I mean they didn't. I mean, maybe I guess like the 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 idea of like his past haunting him in a way was maybe original, but I don't really think so. So, so with the idea that originality wasn't necessarily what they were going for, I'm just going to give it very middle of the road. Like you know, not yeah, that not that great, not that bad. Yeah, maybe, maybe know, it could be a little higher. I don't know. We'll see.
1: Well, <laughs> I th- I'm thinking I might need to go lower. I I gave it a seven and a half
0: see, I was thinking, um, oh, you were thinking, I was thinking that seven and a half might be like up where I should be. So I don't know. Well, well here, I'll,
1: I'll tell you what I, yeah. And I, cause I don't know, I'm kind of leaning more towards it. It's not a particularly original concept, right? Yeah. And I don't know that it was constructed in a super original way either, mm-hmm. but I do acknowledge that there's some originality in depicting the life of a black celebrity who mm-hmm. suffered from True. addiction with grace
0: yeah that's actually true
1: um Um, uh, yeah i think they could have easily vilified him you know uh because he definitely made a lot of mistakes in his life but they didn't i mean they didn't really vilify him There's he he doesn't look good in it but he doesn't Mm
0: -hmm.
1: look like a villain either yeah um they just told the story and they left things somewhat ambiguous for people to decide on their own Mm -hmm. which i also thought was kind of original like they didn't you know shit went down with margie feel how you want to feel about it Shit went down with jeff feel how you want to feel about it Shit went down with marianne feel how you want it. like so it was very it felt very left it to the audience which i think is kind of a cool concept um having this type of movie yeah so, absolutely. so that's why i went a little bit higher than middle, that's
0: middle
1: fair. actually talking about it made me
0: feel like i have the right score so i think yeah yeah i think i'm good with with mine too actually we'll just we'll just leave one on the higher end one on the lower end yeah i think that works so
1: all right so now we go on to film coherence and uh i gave that a seven Mm -hmm. i i was really having trouble with this category yeah so this type of movie is always going to have trouble with coherence every time because Mm -hmm. you know the movie will always feel jumpy when you're trying to condense so much time every scene has to deliver what he was thinking for a particular song or an epiphany that led to the next step and whatnot. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's just not really how life is and therefore always feels a little incoherent. Um, I think they made a good choice on focusing on just two decades at least. Um, I think they could have even narrowed that scope further and it would have been better, but, It just felt like many many scenes were very contrived Mm -hmm. if it if it weren't his real life i would say we didn't really need the margie character in the movie as i was talking about earlier like Mm -hmm. i would get it if they decided to say her death was the cat like if they said okay this was the catalyst for him deciding to clean his act up you know Mm -hmm. she overdosed um but they that they didn't so her death was just like oh he's sad and then that's it you know, and like, I don't know, The he loses Jeff, but like what, he just moves on. I, I don't that know, I guess matter. I'm like, I these, these characters become sort of superfluous, and I, I realize it's just his real life, but we don't necessarily need to have every character that was in his life mm-hmm. if they're not going to impact the story.
0: Yeah, just because they knew somebody doesn't mean that it's like... You know, important for us to know about in the, the right. limited amount of time we have in this movie.
1: Exactly. That's so. That's where I was struggling, but I'm curious to to hear what you say because, well, anyway, what do you have for film I, I was
0: struggling even more than you were, apparently, because I ended up with a, a six point seven five. Um, I really didn't care for a lot of the way that this was put together. Just the, the decisions I think that they made for where to put everything and just everything else yeah. just ended up feeling kind of a mess to me at times. Um just,
1: you jumped around so much. You like never Yeah felt like you were Yeah, just
0: I understand the going back to his childhood at key moments and everything like that. It just felt so so messy and to what you were saying as far as like Yes, you you focus on a time period, you focus on a thing, but like it just it, it also wasn't focused on anything. It was just here's a bunch of stuff that happened during this part of his life and that's that with no real coherence and like I don't know it, it just it it, it didn't I, I wasn't really getting anything from it except for that this happened this happened and this happened I don't know
1: yeah no I, I'm with you Um I, yeah I struggled with it too I I don't think it's incoherent mm-hmm. so I, I don't want to give it below average I, I guess i'm fine with where we're. i think seven and 6.75 is fine
0: yeah so.
1: all right well let's move on to cinematography
0: what do you have for that one for cinematography I actually gave it a nine um we haven't talked about this much i really loved the way that most of this movie looked i actually went and looked up the cinematographer not someone i know of he also was the cinematographer of the pianist um which we'll get to if we ever do that year because it was nominated um which is also just a very nice looking movie in much the same way uh, I, I really liked the way the way a lot of it looked it was a lot of it was very crisp and very beautiful and um a lot of it was inventive the way that actually worked for me maybe maybe even though ray can't see we're sort of getting this sort of dynamism into you know this dynamic look into his mind or the way he's putting together music or something like that just the very first scene like everything reflecting off of his off of his glasses i think the in the opening sequence there was a little motif of that. It was, I mean, a lot of it looked really good. And I was, I was always visually interested even when the content was like, okay, let's move on.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, that's, that's Now I feel kind of (laughs) bad. No, it's, you know, what, 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 what what did you give it again? What score? A nine. Oh, well, I gave it a six and a half. Okay. And I'm feeling like maybe I missed some stuff. I I think I got too like annoyed with the jumpiness and
0: stuff, but Mm -hmm. no, yeah i was i was very annoyed at all that too so
1: well i just don't so for me i was like i don't think the cinematography really blew me away but mm-hmm. like it was okay nothing wrong with it but they didn't really like i just felt like they weren't you know they weren't really doing many unique steps mm-hmm. or interesting things um i liked how they depicted him starting to go blind though i thought oh that yeah was that was pretty good, a nice yeah. touch um I'm feeling like maybe I should. You made a lot of really good points. Uh, I, I'm going to actually increase mine. I'm going to go seven and a half. Okay. Because I think, I think I let the annoyance with the story override. Um, it took away from what I was experiencing visually. So. All right. Well, anyway, the next category is score slash soundtrack, and I gave that a ten.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: It's probably not fair. This yeah. movie is made to have a 10 in this category.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, but I could listen to the soundtrack, the soundtrack of this movie like all the time.
0: Yeah. So 10. What about you? <laughs> it, it's funny that you gave it so so just like, yep, it's a 10. Because you know what? I gave it a 10. Because <laughs>
1: yeah. I actually wrote this. I wrote the 10 here, like yeah. 40 minutes into the movie. I'm like, okay, well, this <laughs> is a 10.
0: Yep, this is already working for me. I mean, like you said, everything sounded freaking great. Um the reason some of these scenes worked for me even if i was like "Ah, that's not how he came up with that song or whatever you're just I...
1: enjoying the song right <laughs> yeah i'm
0: just i'm just digging it like like i said with that scene where he's doing what did i say and it's like i don't yeah, care if this it. is real or not this is fun <laughs> yeah exactly so i mean what am i gonna do and i think i think they made the right choice to not try to have jamie fox imitate him singing i'm sure he could have done a, a passable job but come on let's just it's like, it's like when people complained about Remy Malek not doing the Freddie Mercury singing role. And being Rhapsody? It's like some singers you just got, it's nobody's going to be able to sing like that. It's fine.
1: Right. Exactly. Well, we definitely agreed on that one. I yeah. thought we might. <laughs> Next category is script structure and dialogue. So what do you have for that?
0: Well, this one went along with my coherence one. I I, I gave this a, a six and a half. Um. I guess the dialogue was all okay. I presume that that is pretty accurate to how he talked. Um, my assumption is at least. Um, if, I, I mean, you know, I don't know what people, what people, what slang people used back then and everything. Some of it sounded a little like jokey. Like if yeah. I was going to pretend to write like a, a singer from back then. <laughs> or, you know, he, yeah, exactly. It reminds me actually of how, do you remember in Wayne's World 2 when Wayne is, um, he's he's meeting Jim Morrison like in the desert because it's like his vision animal Morrison, (laughs) and there's a part where Sammy Davis Jr is there and Sammy Davis Jr is being so cartoonishly like i gotta go man there's just some cats i got to hang with and like this (laughs) is what that struck me as sometimes i was like oh man is this real but again i'm going to assume that's how he actually talked but I really think that this could have been put together in a better way. I'm not positive what that is yet. <laughs> maybe get back to me in a in a little bit. I'll put together a better treatment. I'll do. We'll, we'll have a script doctor segment maybe.
1: <laughs> well, I gave it a six.
0: Okay, it's yeah, so probably pretty similar.
1: Yeah, I, and you know what? For me, so the dialogue's fine. I'm, you know, I didn't have an issue with that, but the structure mm-hmm. is what really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think they just could have focused more. And we've said that like 15 times already, but it was just very jumpy. And it's hard to do in this type of movie. And I I get it. So I feel bad to say it, but it's just, we don't need to see as much as you showed us. Mm -hmm. Like poor Jeff and Margie. They're just, they're just here and gone. And oh, well, you know, Mm -hmm. you could have cut a lot of that stuff out and just really focused on the relationship between him and his wife or him and his family. And then, you know, how it co- how it relates to his growing up, you know, and that kind of thing. So I don't I don't know. I don't know that what the fix is for it, but it definitely just didn't hit the right notes for me.
0: Which is no, funny. It didn't hit the right notes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um all right. The next category is character relatability and I gave that an eight. Mm-hmm. Um I empathized with the characters. I can't imagine being Ray's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh seems like a shit gig. Um uh I, I don't know really I don't really know what to say about this category actually. Um it's it's really kind of all about identifying with Ray, and I guess I did. Yeah. So what do you have for
0: this? I, I gave this an eight for much the same reason. Not really gonna retread the ground. They did a they did a good job of you know, Ray comes off like bad a lot of the time, but at the same time you kinda get who he is and what the situation he's you know, <laughs> in, the way his life is and everything, and you get I kind of get a lot why people are sticking with him even though even though he's acting like that and I get you know the the, the, the the where where he came from and I think that they did a good job like we were talking about with at first I was skeptical of the mom but then yeah. I really I really understood where she was coming from like yeah. you know how difficult that was for her and everything so I thought they did a really good job of that
1: yeah I you know Honestly, we, we're talking about the tour de force of Jamie Fox.
0: In yeah, this. I know. And then we're doing, a lot actually, of their face. yeah,
1: um, Sharon, I think her Sharon Warren or something like mm-hmm. that.
0: She was excellent.
1: She didn't even know she was acting. Yeah, and you know what's funny is, so one part of my complaints about this was that they had to do a lot of heavy emotional lifting and in, in glimpses, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, that was basically her whole role was just this intense role for every scene. Mm-hmm. But she really hit it out of the park. I thought she was excellent. Um, anyway, all right. So the next category is production value. And uh, what do you have for that?
0: I gave that one an eight and a half. I uh, thought that everything was very good and very convincing. And given that the budget was low, just this one guy apparently could have gone and bought himself an entire, I guess, house worth of, of Ray Charles pretend stuff. Um, if it just goes to show you what 40 million dollars can buy, but they did a good job. Um, we were just talking about our uh, aesthetics and everything like that, and I just wanted to mention that some of my mid century modern and uh minimalist uh, ideals (laughs) were pretty well represented in like the uh the ABC offices, for instance, and Ray's last house. So just want to mention (laughs) (laughs) top 10 aesthetics, Mm -hmm. yeah, check that out, check it out. Required Um, viewing before you listen to Ray. What? <laughs> it's required viewing before he is in the Ray. They're so gonna view it. They're gonna. Well, they're gonna view it the way Ray would have. Yeah. I
1: gave I uh, gave production value a seven point seven five. Okay. Okay. Um, I felt like they had a lot to cover in this production, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure it wasn't easy. But there were more than a few times where I definitely felt like I was looking at a movie set.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which
1: yeah. That brought down the score for me so and i I already mentioned the the one that like really stuck out to me is when bokeem woodbine's looking (laughs) out the bathroom and i'm like got it we're on a set you know (laughs) understood um but yeah that's pretty much it for me just there was a lot of times where it just felt very like it it just kind of took me out of the movie sometimes Mm. because i was like okay yeah this is this is 2004 got it um Anyway, that's it. So Timelessness is the next category, and I gave that one a 9.25. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that this being the definitive work on Ray Charles gives it a, a bump up, but really it's Jamie Foxx's performance. Mm-hmm. I think that it's going to last sort of through the ages just because people are going to want to see this incredibly lauded um performance so i think it's an off an, an off-cited movie for biopics especially mm-hmm. musical biopics um and i know we're gonna have walk the line at some point but uh i would say that this movie is more remembered than that one mm-hmm. i could be wrong but uh anyway i'm curious to hear what you think
0: for this category so what do you got well i i did an eight and, uh, an eight and a half and i'm wondering if Because I gave it in half for much for pretty much exactly what you're saying, and I'm wondering if I should maybe go a little higher since I'm saying exactly that as well, but apparently not giving it as much credit. Because regardless of whether or not anyone cares about the movie, like you said, I still think people to this day and probably going forward know, oh, yeah, he was supposed to be really good, that wasn't he? Right, exactly. Or talk about, like, oh, what are some great performances of people playing real people? He's absolutely going to be the top. So, I mean maybe it should be higher just because of that but even if like the rest of the movie isn't memorable at all it is the sort of thing i think everybody sort of recognizes oh yeah maybe i'll see that just because i heard his performance was good right exactly so exactly well that's it that's the rank how would i do i think it did a little better than i expected but maybe not very good yeah
1: it, it yeah it. uh it didn't beat any a single 2015 movie <laughs>
0: Man, 2015, we really were spoiling ourselves and we didn't realize I success.
1: know. I guess we shouldn't have done that one first, but uh, uh um so Finding Neverland is still the best of the 2004 movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray is just below spotlight, it did not crack 160, it's at 159.6, mm-hmm. but um million dollar baby and the aviator are still in on the 140, they're low 140s, 143.75 and 143.15. Mm-hmm. So it is uh mm-hmm. Better than both of those. Yeah. Well. Wow. Which is interesting because you know, I don't know that it's really I think the categories help helped Ray
0: a mm-hmm. lot.
1: Um so Yeah, I think so um, too. Because I kind of I kind of put all three of those on the same level, I would say. Yeah, probably. Um, but you know, so far in the 2004 rankings, I have to say I agree with what we've got here. I think Finding Neverland has been the standout.
0: Yeah, I think it has too, and I'm kind of curious if if it's going to be able to, if anything's going to top, or not if anything, but if Sideways is going to top it, you know? Yeah, I know, I'm me kinda, too. Kind of skeptical at will, but we'll see. Me, I guess. me
1: too. You know, I mean, I remember watching Sideways, yep. and I remember being like, so this is a movie about wine? Um, <laughs> But You know, it was a long time ago, so uh, we'll see. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. If you'd like to see an updated list of our rankings, you can see that on our website at therankwithjohnandzack.com. Feel free to become a patron on Patreon. Uh, You know, you could listen to these episodes early, or you could um, get a shout-out or even be on an episode with us. and in even instead of all that if you just want to like shoot us an email or send us a message on instagram or twitter or threads or TikTok and just say hey like you know i'd love to see the top 10 you know biggest dicks in porn um probably won't do that
0: one but you know um they would love to hear your ideas. <laughs> for, the, for the For the record, audience, his mind just went there. I didn't say anything. <laughs> so okay then. Okay, but actually make sure though, because if like, if I know the internet, your your apps to actually suggest that, and then that's what they vote for. So <laughs> be careful. That's um, my only word of caution.
1: Well, you're doing the edit, so if you want to figure it out.
0: <laughs> just gonna that's gonna be the opening banter and the uh the ending banter <laughs>
1: <laughs> well yeah so if you want to reach out to us through email you can email us at the uh the rank with john and zach at protonmail.com um instagram TikTok, threads and twitter are all um the rank podcast at the rank podcast or slash the rank podcast whatever um patreon.com is also slash the rank podcast but yeah, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. And um, short of that, if you don't want to reach out, at least listen to our uh, our next episode, which comes out next week. We're ranking "Romancing the Stone" for our action movie series. This is the 1984 film starring Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner, and directed by Robert Zemeckis. If the action movie series isn't your thing, you like the Best Picture nominee series that we've been running. Well. Join us in two weeks, and we'll be ranking sideways in the 2004 Best Picture nominee starring Paul Giamatti and directed by Alexander Payne.
0: Goodbye. You don't hit the road, Zach. <laughs> don't you come back. No more, no more, no more, no more, no more. No, come back. Come back. Okay, I will. <laughs> I wasn't going to, but you asked me.